Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Nathan East, Hi, hanging with the Nathan teddy bear on LOTL Radio, L-O-T-L the zone. Radio. Yeah, the emphasis was on the music, you know, and um, 
record labels, you know, they would they would take time to uh, either find uh, material for the artists, you know, that was marketable, or you know, work with that artist if they were writers uh, to to get the best out of them. You know, uh, maybe pair them with you know some other people to collaborate. Uh, there was a focus on creativity back then. Uh, now it's more like a, a numbers game, you know. And uh, mark, you know, can you market this uh, artist? Uh, it, and 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 creativity is not the most important thing anymore, unfortunately. And I think that's what you're seeing. You know what I've seen over the years. Well, especially when you started out, you had to go to the studio, physically get up and go to the studio and try to create something that was magical. And now things have changed so dramatically where you have most musicians like yourself. They've incorporated their own studio in their home. And I wanted to ask you, does that having a studio in your home, does that provide you with a better outlet as far as creativity, as far as songwriting and being able just to create overall, putting you in a better mind space. Because we used to talk about all the time as far as having that kind of peace of mind. Does it help you creativity as far as the creative aspect of your music? It does because, um, you know, before, like you said, you know, I had to wait, you know, you know, to schedule studio time uh, and, you know, get all the uh, uh, musicians together and everything. Now um, I can just, you know, go downstairs. If I have an idea, you know, lay, lay down the track, lay down the basic tracks, you know, reflect on it, you know, come back to it. Uh, it, it, it helps me as a writer to have my own facility because, um, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll have an idea like, you know, three o'clock in the morning, you know, and uh, I, I can just go right down there and put it down before I'd have to wait, you know, uh, before I could start working on something. So as, yeah, as a writer and as a, a performer, it's, it's much better to have your own place. Without question. Um, I've, one of the things I've always loved about the creative aspect as far as being a musician is that when you do something in the creative process, when you're doing something that's raw, because we have so many, quote unquote, I like to say bells and whistles now. We're looking for this that can make this sound, and it takes away from the true musicianship. And I know that you are a classically trained musician. And I wanted to ask you from songwriting and structure and melody, what comes first for Chris Jasper in the creative process of making music? Well, generally what comes first with me is uh, a chord progression. Um, okay. The, you know, just a raw, nice chord progression that um, generally when I'm when I'm making that chord progression, a melody is kind of coming to me at the same time. <laughs> so um, that's where most of my songs start. Now, other times, you know, like uh, there's a there's a song on this album called "It's a Miracle." Okay. Um, which has a spiritual message to it. That came to me in a dream, you know. Uh, I was I was uh, in a dream and I had I was humming that melody in a dream, and I woke up and you know started working on it, you know. So uh, it comes in a lot of different ways, but generally uh, the chord structure, the melody, uh, and then you know if I have part of a hook lyric wise, I'll work on the lyrics and work it out from there. But uh, that's generally how they come. The ideas come. Okay. You know, I've had the pleasure of having you on the show several times, and I really, truly appreciate you always taking the time to uh, bless us with your presence. And one of the things that I've never really got a chance to ask you over the several times you've been on, I said, you know what, when I get Chris on, I'm going to ask you, do you ever feel at any time that, and I'm just saying for me, because I've always felt that you've never really gotten, got the the recognition that you have so richly deserved as far as being the major songwriter during a time mm-hmm. with the Isley Brothers. And I've always wanted to express that to you, but I never had an opportunity. So I said, I'm going to take the opportunity to do that now. Do you feel, do you feel that way at any time during your career? You say, you know, I don't feel I really never the 
I guess the respect that I richly deserve as far as being a main, the main, as far as a main writer for that signature sound for the Isley Brothers during your time with them. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I do feel that way sometimes. I, I think about it, but it doesn't bother me. But uh, I, I have thought about it, and um, it just so happens that uh, people now that, you know, I'm on social media a lot, and they they are able to, you know, uh, hear my songs that I'm doing now, it's becoming more and more apparent, you know, musically. Uh, because they all say the same thing, you know, the, oh, that's the sound, you know, you got the sound, uh, you know, the Isaac Brothers wouldn't have been, you know, what they are without you, you know. So um, people are starting to see it, you know. I don't have to say it uh, much anymore, you know, because uh, you'll hear it in this new single, you know, and in, and in all the records that I've done uh, since I left uh, IJI. Um you know, it's just it's just something that's that I've I, I can't change who I am. You know what I mean? Right. And it's in right. the music. So um, people are, are discovering that uh, over the years since I've gone solo. Uh, now, you know, it hasn't been like broadcast anywhere, <laughs> but a lot <laughs> of the fans, a lot of the fans do realize that. You know, and they right. and they let me know, and I and that's that I, I feel good about that because. The music was the only thing I was concerned about in the first place. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I was. I only wanted to do good music and and record good music, and you know, hopefully people would like it. So that was that was my perspective all along. Uh, so as long as they like my music, you know, I'm I'm happy. You know, because uh, I had a uh, a discussion a while back, I think a couple of years ago, uh, with a colleague of mine, and I remember the first time. Um, we had an opportunity when you were on the show, we played Keep Believing. And um, mm-hmm. I had to dig in my crates and go back to the Isley Brothers' Go For Your Guns album. I said, my God. I said, okay. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm listening to the song and I said, I said, that's the Isley Brothers. I said, that, that sound is a signature of the Isley Brothers. And I and I said, like I said, I never got an opportunity to ask you or really express that to you, but I'm so pleased now that people are finally recognizing as far as what kind of major contribution and the input that you had in the Isley Brothers mm-hmm. legacy. And I'm so amped as far as hearing this new album. I mean, I'm really waiting for the new album because the last one you put out was incredible, but I know you, you're you're a stickler. You're a perfectionist. So you're always on the creative process. You always try to outdo what you did before. If you had the rate to two, where do you see the difference between the upcoming album? If or rate or compare the two, what would you see as far as the major difference between the new album, Dance With You, and the last one that you just blessed us with? What would be the two different com- differences between the two projects? Well, um, share with me, you know, uh, that was that was really a good project. So was the one, um, right. but it's, it's kind of hard to compare um, music that you do yourself. You know what I mean? It's hard to to analyze yourself. But I can say this: uh, I've tried some new things. You know, um, uh, vocally and 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 instrumentally, and I'm always trying to do that. You know, like uh, improve on what I've done. I, I always kind of look back and say, okay, how does this measure up? And I think, I think I, I, I measured up pretty good. Uh, there's some surprises on this. Like there's a, um, there's a, a, a classic song uh, that's, you know, like a classic pop song that I re- redid um, okay. uh, by Aerosmith. Um, Aerosmith made it famous. Um, uh, and it's, I put it my own style on it, you know, just like I did with, uh, like, uh, uh, You're So Beautiful or Summer Breeze or Don't Let Me Be Lonely Tonight, you know. I kind of like that kind of challenge, you know, to okay. take something that people know, you know, like Summer Breeze was a big hit, and to take that song and, and do another arrangement to it, you know. Um, I like I like to be challenged in that way. And uh, my, my wife said, you know, um, 
what you know, I like the song, you know, this song, uh, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, you know, by Aerosmith. She said that's a, the lyrics to it are really beautiful, you know. And she kept she kept saying it, you know, to me over a few days. And then I finally said, okay, well, let me let me give it a you know listen and see if there is something I can do with it. And um, I'm I'm starting to complete that now, and that's I'm very excited about that because I did it, um, you know, I did it a way that I'm really really happy with. You know what I mean? It's it's like soulful. You know, they kind of okay. did it a rock way. They kind of did right. a kind of a rock pop way. <laughs> Right. I, I, I brought it down to the soul, you know what I mean? You, and so it's, I, I'm loving the fact that I did it that way, you know what I mean? And, and, I, and I hope people uh, can grab onto it, you know? Well, I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to be a fantastic album. Now, the single the slice of cheesecake that you brought to us, the love that you give. What state of mind, or should I say, what frame of mind were you in as far as when you, as far as the creative process for this new single? Well, again, you know, musically, you know, I, uh, I wanted to do something that uh, was kind of signature and kind of classic R&B, you know, sound-wise. But then, you know, lyrically, you know, I wanted to, as I always do with love songs uh, now, uh, you know, make them about true love and 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 that 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 spiritual connection that you have with some someone. You know, and like giving a hundred percent. You know, they, a lot of people say fifty fifty. <laughs> no, but a hundred a hundred. You know, right. <laughs> that, that kind of uh, that kind of love that is true and lasting. You know, and that and lyrically that's that's what it's about. You know, the love that you give to me, um, and I want to give you more than even. I receive, you know, so it's that, that beautiful love connection that I was uh, thinking about, you know, and of course I have one, you know, I've been married to Margie for like 35, going on 36 years. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of coming from my heart too. At this particular point in time in your life, could you, we all have, they, we've always, they've always said everyone has a soulmate. Could you ever imagine your life without Margie as far as the type of influence and the calmness that she's brought to you? No, I can't. I can't. I can't imagine what I was doing before. her. <laughs> you know, I really can't. Um, I know I was doing something, but <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, kind of empty, you know. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's. it's you know, as far as you know, peace of mind and 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 love and sharing and you know every everything that you hear about love, you know, uh, and that's that's I say that's the biggest one of the biggest blessings I've had, you know, and um, I, I I do I do want to express that in, in in my music, you know that that it's possible, you know that you can find you know your soulmate, you know, someone that you truly love and. Uh, truly loves you, you know. Now, I must ask, I said, I got to ask Chris on this new album, did uh, Michael have any input on this at all? Oh, yeah, Michael always does, you know. Uh, how okay. how I start off a track is, <laughs> okay. um, you know, I'll I'll have a certain rhythm in mind, you know, uh, as, as far as what the drums to do. And then... Um, what I do is I, I'll give him the basic thing, and then he'll just, you know, work with it, you know, and add, you know, nice nuances and 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 rhythmic feels and stuff in there, and um, that's how I start the track is from a rhythmic standpoint, and of course, you know, the chords too, but um, that's how I usually lay down my track is rhythm and uh, some kind of keyboard part, you know, and then I build on it from there. And you know he 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 does a lot of uh, you know the the rhythm tracks you know which is really cool. The, for me, being a being a parent, being a father, and uh, having a having a teenage son is getting ready to graduate from high school. Um, it gives me a lot of time to reflect on how blessed I am to have someone that you see that you've helped nurture and grow. 
into something mm-hmm. that you can be truly proud of. Your family means everything to you, but I know your sons hold a very special part of you. And I wanted to ask you, not as a musician, but just as a father, what has it meant to you to sit back and see all of your sons do so wonderfully well and just assist you in so many different aspects of your life, musically and just growing together as a family? I mean, it's it's, it's awesome, you know. Um, like I just mentioned, Michael, he's he's getting ready to graduate law school in May, you know, and... I've seen him grow into this really, really bright, you know, intelligent man, you know. And it's it's um, it's one of the greatest things in the world, you know. And to be able to work together, that's incredible. I, I, I don't even know what to say about it. I mean, I don't know if words could express um, how great that is. You know, um all of your songs, especially over the last couple of years, have been very socially conscious. And I know you had an opportunity to sit back and see the things that are taking place in today's society. And I wanted your input as far as how music can change people's process and bring people together because when songs were coming out like the caravan of love it meant so much because it, it expressed and it talked about unity and mm-hmm. at a particular time in our society it showed that we had some kind of unity mm-hmm. and what we're seeing right now we we're seeing a very disparaging makeup in this country where things are trying to be turned back to the 1940s and 1950s and I wanted to ask you how music can heal people. What can music do to bring everyone together from your perspective? As you mentioned Caravan of Love, from from that song up to this date, that's what I've been trying to do is bring God's perspective into music. And all of my love songs, all the other things that I write, I write from God's perspective, his principles. You know, the love songs are about, you know, lasting marriage, you know, uh, and that's one thing that's in the Bible, you know, uh, true love. Uh, when I when I talk about any message in, in there, like Caravan of Love, it's talking about people coming together like God wants us to. I'm trying to, you know, steer people back to God, you know, through my lyrics. Um, even keep believing the song you mentioned. That was that was you know biblically based in a way because we must have faith <laughs> you know we have to keep believing in what's right you know um, and all the other gospel songs that I've, I've I've written you know it's a miracle it's it's about you know Christ and the and the things that He's done and for us to reflect on that you know we must return to God you know. And, uh, you know, everything I write is trying to show how to live in this world, but also follow God, you know. Uh, I think that's an important thing to, to be said, that you can be a Christian, you can follow the Lord, and, and be in this world, and, and, and do all right, you know, and, and, and do okay. Uh, so that's what I've been trying to do. That's, I, I believe that's one of my missions, <laughs> is to have people return to God. Look for look look for his principles. I told my brother, he's a minister, he's a bishop in Cincinnati the other day, and I said, you know, Steve, you know, all the trouble that's going on, um, this an- my answer might sound simple, but if everyone would just live by God's principles, we wouldn't have any more problems. It's just that simple. And everybody's looking for all of these complicated, you know, uh, solutions when there's God has already given us the solution in his word, how to live, how to respect, how to love one another. You know, he's given us the answer. The question is, are we looking? Are we looking to him, you know, for guidance? What does he say about different issues? You know what I mean? And it's like, 
if we would do that, we we would have a wonderful place. We would have a wonderful world, you know. But as a society and as a world, we tend to re- resist God. We we tend to say, oh well, let's put that over, put God over to the side, you know. Let me use my intellect, you know, to solve this problem. Well, the Bible addresses that too. It says, rely not on your own understanding. Rely on God. You see, he's already given us the answer. He's always already given us the way to have a, a, a beautiful and wonderful life. That, it's, it's like, you know, he said, I wish that you would choose life. That's what God said. And he wants us to choose him. He's not forcing us. But he wants us to choose him. And if we would do that, it sounds like a simple answer, but it is the answer. I mean, I agree. It, it, for me, I just find it so disheartening that we have people out there that they have uh, managed to use the word and use the Bible and twist it in all different kinds of directions like a Rubik's, Rubik's Cube. Rubik's Cube and use it in mm-hmm. a very demonstrative manner to their own, I would have to use the term, wicked purposes. And it's, it's, it's really unfortunate. And I mean, seeing the things that are taking place, that's why when I listen to your music, and like you said, everything is based around spirituality and getting people closer, closer to God. And you said, it's simple. But you said, everybody just spends so much time trying to... <laughs> And they try to solve and try to, yeah, and it, it's just very simplistic. But, you know, the blueprint is there. But unfortunately, a lot of people refuse to follow the blueprint. It's easier to do things that are bad. And it's much cha- more challenging to try to do the right thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that more, and more as uh, as time goes on, as time goes on. But I got to ask, now the new album coming out, of course, Dance With You. How many tracks can we expect? From the new album, um, there will be at least ten. Um, I haven't, I haven't come to that decision yet, but okay. um, it'll be at least ten tracks. Um, I don't, I don't like to do less than that uh, because um, I guess you know, just historically, um, I've, I've always done at least ten, but uh, there could be more. But I, I, right now, I would say at least ten. Absolutely. Um, being an independent artist, whew, wow. Um, <laughs> it, it it can be very challenging, but I think it, it I think it's the I, for me personally, just seeing the things that are taking place. I think it's great to be an independent artist because you have complete creative control over your music, and the way social media is set up right now, from a monetary standpoint, you can make money if you're very diligent about what you're doing because at the end of the day it's a business i wanted that because i know that you have your own production company you have your own label if you had one of the few major record labels right now approach you and say you know what we would like to sign you would you do it (laughs) i i would have to think about that a lot because (laughs) um (laughs) labels right now are they're, they're doing the same thing that the independence is doing, and that's struggling, you know, to try to uh, deal with the changes that in, in this industry, you know. And for the most part, they don't want to give up too much, you know. <laughs> they want to take as much as they can take. Right. And, um, you know, I understand that, but at the same time, I don't want to be a person that, that gets taken, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. um I, I want to set my own course, you know. So I, I probably wouldn't do it unless it was some extraordinary circumstance. <laughs> you know, it would have to be extraordinary because, like I said, their deals, you know, are, I would not sign a deal today uh, as a as a new artist unless I had a great attorney and someone who uh, could, you know, kind of craft the things that I want. To, wanted to in that deal you know because they like, like they, they want to take everything the labels want to take everything and so um 
I, I, I couldn't do that. It, it's, I find it uh, interesting that you say that because I, I've sat back and I've seen so many successful artists or successful groups who have sold certain amount of units and they have nothing to show for it because they didn't understand the business aspect of the industry. So how do you sell this many units and you're broke? And then you wait a minute, the record label is no more than a, it's it's no more than a bank. They're lending you money for studio time, production, everything. And you have to pay that money back because they're looking to recruit, recoup the money back. And once you get out and you get that sophomore project, and if it doesn't equal or even more being more successful than the first project, they'll drop you off the label really quick. I mean, at at the at the drop yeah. of a dime, it's it's, an, it's incredible. It's really incredible to me. Now you're at home. You're making all this wonderful music, Chris. I gotta ask when I've been waiting. Now, I've had you on the show about maybe eight times over the last six years. When are you yeah. going to get out and perform? I, I, I got to know. Do I need to come yeah. to New York? I, I'll get on a plane <laughs> if I got to get a camera. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people have been asking me that, you know, and and um, I, I would like to do it, but, it, you know, it has to be, you know, it has to be a situation where it makes sense for me, you know? Okay. Um, I just can't go out there and and perform because I'll end up, you know, spending my own money and you know, costing me money yeah. to, to to perform. You know, it, it has to be the right situation. And up to now, uh, I haven't had the right situation come along. But you know, that's something that I would like to do. Um, because a lot lot of artists they go out there, they perform, and um, you know, they make a a few bucks sometimes, but sometimes they don't, <laughs> you know, because all expenses, you know, it's expensive to be out there on the road. So, um, it's gotta be, it's gotta be the right situation where it makes sense to me. You know, um, like I said, I've been out there, I've been around a long time, you know, I know what goes on, <laughs> you know, I know, I know the cost of being on the road. If you're going to do it right, you know what I mean? And, um, right now, I haven't had the right uh, uh, proposal yet, but I would okay. I would like to do it. You know, what I mean that's that's the only thing. I haven't had someone come along and say, "Hey, look, let's do this. Let's do it this way," uh, and um, it makes sense, you know, financially. Because that's another thing about me. <laughs> I, I <laughs> things, things have to make sense. Right. You know what I mean? You just can't come to me and say, "Hey, man." Let, you know, let me hang your name up and, and let's go out and do a gig. I'm going to say, hold it. <laughs> let's sit down and talk about this. What, what's the bottom line? You know what I mean? See, a lot of artists don't do that. That's why they don't make any money. Right. You know? They don't sit down and count the costs. That's another thing the Bible tells us, you know. Count the costs. What is it going to cost you? You know, you know, you go out there, all right. What's your expenses? What's the hotel bill? What is the travel expenses going to be? Who's going to be your roadies? You know, who, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? You know what I mean? What musicians are you going to carry with you? You know, all of those things cost money, you know? And if you're not doing, you know, like, tracking dates, you know, uh, a, a live performance can cost a lot of money. Now, tracking dates are totally different. You know, you can go out there, you can do a track date. Uh, you don't have to carry a, a whole big entourage with you, you know, or, right. or a lot of roadies or, or musicians with you. But um, if you're going to do a live show, you know, with with the band, you know, like that's what I like to do, you know, th- that, that costs a little more, you know, it's business, you know, <laughs> and um, well, I, I that's one reason. But the, but the other reason is um, I have been doing a heck of a lot of recording and I've been working on a music score with my son, too, uh, with this film that, that he's uh, written. He's written a script for a film. So I've been doing a lot of recording and, 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 you know, this, this other, the score is like a different type of music, but it's right up my alley because I study classical music. And, you know, um, if you've seen like Jurassic Park and those kind of films, um, the score, the music, uh, is, is along those lines, you know, and it's, and it's uh, it, it takes a little time to do, but, you know, we work together on it and, um, I, I, we were making a lot of progress with it. So, 
we're trying to we're trying to uh, you know push that right now to get a studio to um, uh, do this film. Well, uh, you know, it may take a while. No, it may take a while, but you know we're working on it. It's interesting that you just said that because there is a lot of money, monetary, to be made doing soundtracks for movies. Um, Danny Elfman, if most people are not familiar who Danny Elfman is, he's the founder of a group called Oingo Boingo. And he has mm-hmm. been doing movie soundtracks, I guess, for the last 15, maybe 20 years. And I mean, it's major money to be made when you're doing these, when you're doing these motion picture soundtracks. But, you know, as I said, I'm, you know, yeah. I, I, I want what I want. I, I'm dating myself, but I'm okay with that. I'm like, it's been some years since I've seen you, <laughs> since I've seen you perform. Yeah. And I'm, saying, yeah, it's been, I'm like, it's been a while. I think the last, last thing I did, you know, live, you know, with, with, with the band, I think it was, uh, um, it was a gospel date in, in uh, Virginia. And, uh, I really enjoyed doing that cause I got to work with, uh, one of my, uh, uh, friends from college, you know, Everett Collins, he, he played with the band, you know, and, um, you know, Everett, he was my music director and, uh, we had a good time, you know, <laughs> It was really good, you know. People really, really uh, knew the music, you know. It was, it was great. I, I did most of my most of the music I did was some new songs too from from my gospel albums. Uh, I did Caravan of Love, of course, at the end, but uh, it was really a, a good experience. Okay, would you be open? And I'm knocking on wood. I pray on it all the time, and I'm being I'm being very serious about this. Would you be I don't want to use the term open. Would you be receptive if out of the clear blue, say if Ernie gave you a call and he said, you know what? We want you to work. I want you to work with me and Ron. We want to put a concert together and we want to go out on some dates. Would you be receptive to doing that? Or is that something that you really would really have to mull over and really think about? Yeah, I'd have to think about that. You know, um, only because you know of what you know the history is between between us. You know, I'll, right. my first question would be why. <laughs> you know, uh, that was the first question that would come to my mind because um, up to now, you know, they haven't uh, expressed interest in doing that at all. And you know, I've been working on my my projects, and you know, everything's been cool. So if, if I mean, if they said that, that that would be the first question I would ask them. You know, what, you know, why under the circumstances that you have laid, you know, do you want me to perform with you? You know, because they, you know, especially Ronald, he seems to want to be by himself. You know, so uh, I would be, I would be very surprised at that. You know, why? And I've asked you this before, and I'm going to ask you again. Why is it? Why is it that? I'm not going to say all, but why is that some people find it so challenging to be humble? To, I don't know. To, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, when, you know I've, I've had that question asked of me, and, and and every time I see celebrities, you know, with their heads all up in the air and, you know, acting all crazy, I, and I ask, the, I ask the same question, why? <laughs> you know, because... You have to come back and be yourself at some point. You know what I mean? You have to live with yourself. And um, I don't understand why people are so, you know, egotistical. And and, uh, I I don't understand that at all. I never understood it. (laughs) You know, in in our heyday, you know, when we were, like, out there doing everything, you know. I never understood when people would get, like, so into themselves and, and think they're so important, you know. It's like... And the Bible tells us you're not as important as you think you are. <laughs> you know, humble yourself. You know, I don't know why they can't do it. I don't know. Because that, that, that's, you know, that I, I admit, and I, I've had a lot of people tell me they said, you know what, man? He said you are really, you really hung up on this. I said, yeah. I said, you know, you, you sit up here and you you grow up listening to to music and artists that you truly have love for because they played a very important part, a a pivotal part in your growing up. And you just see things that transpire and you kind of sit back and say, this doesn't make any sense. 
And I had the same conversation with uh, Thomas McQuarrie of the Commodores. I said, I don't get it. I said, at the end of the day, the Commodores are a brand. Why is it so difficult and so challenging? You all started out as friends. You all started out as brothers. What, what is the issue? What is the problem? And it always comes back, as Thomas, we talked about, egos. It's like, it's, it's incredible to me how an ego can be so disruptive and so destructive. And as you said before, pride. Yeah. <laughs> that thing called pride. That thing called, that destructive thing we call pride. Hey, I, I wrote think. that song. I wrote that song, yeah. The Pride. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it gets you every time. It, every yeah. time that, you know what I mean? And, that, and that's the first thing. If you read the Bible, that's the first thing that God hates. Is a proud look. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the number one. There's seven things, but the pride is number one. See, because it takes you away from him. It takes you away from where you should be. You know, spiritually, we all, you know, should be connected to God. But pride takes you away. You see, it, it makes you start thinking about yourself. You know, is more important. And and that's you know that's a bad thing. I, and I don't oh, know, you know, when when I when I see it, you know, I say, wow, I don't understand this, you know, because we're we're all, you know, we're all in this together, you know what I mean? And that, that's what yeah. I believed when we were in the group. I believed that, you know, I believed that everybody thought like I did, you know, was willing to give a hundred percent, was willing to, you know, work hard, you know, sleep, you know, sleepless nights, you know, but as 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 we grew, you know. As the group went on, I found out, hey, they don't think like I do, you know. They don't care like I do, you know. And that that kind of broke my heart, you know, because to see that, to see it, and and be, you know, it be in your family too, you know what I mean? It's like, right. It's, it's like I don't even know how to say how how that affected me because. That wasn't the way I thought it was, and, and, and I thought they thought the same way I did, but they didn't. So I had to accept it, and went on, you know. So it's a, mm. it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to see up close, and when you see it, man, it's like you don't want it anymore, you know. Right. And, p- and people don't understand that, you know, because they see it from the outside looking in. But from the inside, it didn't look too nice. Well, I mean, like you're you know. expressing, I, I totally agree. I mean, nothing can replace having peace of mind. When you have yes. peace of mind and uh, and not dealing with a bunch of unnecessary foolishness, oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, man. That's, it's nothing oh, like that, man. man. Have that oh, peace of mind, goodness. and whew, it's nothing like it. It really, it, it really isn't. Yeah, I, I wrote, I wrote a, a peace of mind in one of my songs. I can't think of it right now, but uh, oh, you know, man. it's nothing like having that. You know, and uh, and you know, of course, you know, my my spiritual uh, uh, my spiritual journey, you know, has has helped that too. You know. With God, you know, I don't, I don't think I could have the same peace of mind without that either. So um, it's great, man. You know, to get up and and understand that, hey, today is going to be another great day. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's incredible. You know, and and peace of peace of mind. It's not how much you have. It's not. It's not anything like that. Like money or anything. It's just I can do what I want to do. You know, I have yeah. peace of mind. I can do my own thing. You know, and that's what the keep believing is kind of about. Being your own man. You know, doing your own thing. That's what James Brown talked about in uh, "I'm Black and I'm Proud." You know, we demand a chance to do things for ourselves. We're tired of beating our heads against the wall and working for someone else. Say it loud. You know, I don't know if people remember that lyric. You know, but that's what he was talking about. Having your own destiny, you know, declaring your own destiny, have your own peace of mind, do your own thing, you know. And uh, we kind of gotten away from that. I don't know how, why, <laughs> but, but we kind of got away from that as a goal, you know. 
Maybe you might not start out that way, right? And hardly nobody does. But as a goal, that should be your goal, is to control your own destiny. And that's what James Brown was talking about. Because, you know, up to that point, nobody had said that, you know? Especially, you know, pertaining to, to, to you know, uh, the, the black condition, you know, the black society, you know, black people in, in, in their condition. Nobody even addressed it that way in a song, <laughs> you know. And so um, that's something, you know, that peace of mind is incredible, man. And like I said, it doesn't matter how much you have because you're always going to have your spiritual makeup. You know, that's never going to leave, no matter if you're, you know, you have a, a billion dollars or, you, or, you, or you're struggling. It doesn't matter. But if you have peace of mind, peace of mind makes the struggle better and easier. Oh, without question. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It makes you without struggle. You, you don't mind struggling if you have peace of mind. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Okay, so what? It's kind of yeah. so it's kind of hard. But if nobody's you know hassling me, nobody's bothering me. You know what I mean? I can I can ma- I can maintain myself in the struggle. You know, even being an independent uh, 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 label is a struggle, man. You have to work hard. Yeah. You know, you just can't sit back. You know, like you know, and let somebody else do it anymore. You got to do it. You know, you got to do the promotion. You got to do everything. You know what I mean? And so yeah, it's a struggle, but it's a good struggle. <laughs> because you have peace of mind, man. You you don't have any people, you know, like on your back and you know trying to tell you what to do. And you know, <laughs> you know, it's a good struggle. It's a big, big difference because, as you said, when you have that kind of peace of mind, it brings a lot more clarity, a lot more. Yes. Oh my goodness, a lot of clarity. You say, you know, no matter what I'm going through, I have that level of clarity where I can sit up and work things out. But when I'm surrounded by a bunch of noise and nonsense yeah. and silliness and negativity, and it just it the the devil thrives off of that. He mm-hmm. oh he, oh yeah. <laughs> He, yeah, stress, he, man. He, he, it's oh. stress free. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a struggle, but it's stress free. That's the yeah. difference. It's you a know? big, big difference. It's a big difference. Yeah. My goodness, my goodness. But again, family, for those who are tuning in late, shame on you. But again, the teddy bear does forgive you. We're being joined today by the legendary Mr. Chris Jasper as we get ready to get into, yeah. Single, yeah, we 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 being patient with his new hit single, of course, from his fifteenth, wow, fifteenth solo album, "Dance with You," with a new hit single, of course, "The Love That You Give." Here in the zone of LOTL Radio. <laughs>
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.